Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 396th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston. To go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened this weekend, and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week was the return of live tournament golf this past weekend uh, for the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth, Texas. And it was a fabulous field. Uh, Most of the top 20 players, Sands, Tiger Woods, uh, who were there, and big names on the leaderboard from the moment it opened on Thursday right through when it closed yesterday. And it was a great ending. Uh, Daniel Berger won in sudden death with an extra hole. Uh, he kind of came from nowhere in the final few holes to uh, to face off Colin Murakawa, Murakawa in sudden death, and he won it on the first hole, and it was great. A lot of big names, as I said, Bryson DeChambeau, Jordan Spieth, Sander Shoffley uh, were all around on the back nine on Sunday, and many, many others, so it was a crowded leaderboard, and it was just terrific. Uh, most importantly, you know, I did not miss the crowd. I just wasn't thinking about it. I was just watching the golf and once or twice it kind of crossed my mind maybe on a given putt or whatever uh where in the past we would have heard a uh, gallery cheer but you know by and large i just uh wasn't thinking about it as i was watching it uh one of the things i most enjoy is on sunday evenings catching the back nine of a any golf tournament, and uh, and finally, for the first time in three months, had that last yesterday, last evening, and it was just really, again, just so enjoyable to have, and uh, and again, it just could not have gone better. You know, there was drama, good weather, the course was in great shape, and it was, and I just watched frequently throughout the past four days but by the time we got to you know five o'clock eastern time yesterday i was uh glued it was appointment television and it was did not disappoint it was excellent and hats off to the pga uh you know they kind of set this date a few months back said we are returning uh 
you know, in mid-June, June 11th, and at Colonial in Fort Worth, and they did. Um, so I just thought it was really terrific how, uh, you know, how they stuck to their guns, not easy to do, um, especially given that Texas is one of the states that's suddenly spiking uh, with COVID-19 cases. So uh, they stuck with the dates and by all accounts, it turned out well. Hopefully there's no aftermath to indicate otherwise. Uh, And this is in contrast to the troubles the other leagues are having in restarting. Uh, And we'll start with my low light of the week, which is baseball. Uh, the players and owners have apparently failed to reach an agreement officially, and it's just simply the worst possible look during this time of the pandemic, what is now officially being called a recession, uh, high, high unemployment, and we actually have breaking news on this front where apparently the Major League Baseball Players Association has demanded (laughs) from the owners by the end of today, close of business today, uh, the schedule. Uh, And that means, you know, no counteroffers, just the schedule. Uh, As you may be aware, there was an agreement reached in March where there'll be a 48 to 52 game minimum schedule no matter what totally uh, under the power of the commissioner. The players agreed to it, most importantly. So that's that's on. Um, and now they're looking for this schedule or something close to it, whatever details of this schedule uh, by the end of business today. So we shall see. I mean, it's, you know, with the fans, it's just really bad. It's both anger, but just as badly, it's, it's apathy, uh, since a lot of fans, uh, myself included to a degree, uh, are now just tuning out baseball. They're just, uh, you know, they're just sick of the proposals and counter proposals, uh, occurring at this time. And it's all about money, prorated salaries, what have you. And, uh, so now apparently there will be approximately 50 or so minimum, 50 or so games, and frankly, I don't mind it uh, in that it's almost like in a normal season, we'd be at, you know, August 1st, uh, the stretch run, last two months of the season, if you will, so every game is going to be, you know, somewhat meaningful, and uh, and that sounds great, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, they don't really, really zero in on baseball until maybe August and for some September, uh, you know, when we get down into the stretch run, who's going to make the playoffs. Uh, now we're just going to have that from day one. So I actually think that that is a, uh, is a good time. Uh, you know, a good schedule, like they're going to come right out of the box, but on the flip side, uh, they're very likely going to be fighting with, uh, the NHL, who will be restarting their season in July. Uh, the NFL, who will be uh, ostensibly starting their season in 
July, August training camp, rolling right into September, and perhaps the NBA. And I say perhaps because uh, that leads into my bizarre story of the week, which was the conference call on Friday evening uh, with approximately 80 or so players led by Kyrie Irving. Uh, bizarre because Kyrie Irving, who is not playing due to injury, if they do return, uh, so he, of all people, holding the conference call uh, to reportedly tell NBA players not to return, saying they should be d- devoting all their time and effort to, uh, <clears throat> you know, the current climate with Black Lives Matter and anti-racism movement that's certainly sweeping the country, and it's couldn't be a more worthy cause or... Uh, something worth focusing your attention to. Uh, some of the reports showed that it was, you know, thrown out there that re- a return to play would be a distraction. Dwight Howard seems to agree with him. And all I can say on this is that, you know, uh, up here in Boston, Kyrie Irving is uh perhaps one of the most disliked players to come along in a while just because uh, the season he was here just did not go well. So I find the whole thing bizarre. It just felt like uh, the return to the NBA, which was only announced, you know, officially, whatever, 10 days to go or so, voted on by the NBA Board of Governors, um, seemed like just a sure thing, a lock. And now... uh, it seems to be going the other way. So we shall see what uh, what develops there. Um, but again, it just uh, the whole conference call and whatnot surfacing, uh, I think, caught a lot of people by surprise. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, You know, there may not be a lot of sports being played, but there's certainly a lot of news surrounding the reopenings of many sports, including uh, what is always one of our hot, hot topics, that of college football. And, uh, and, yeah, there's news coming out of there, you know, this weekend, last week, uh, concerning both players being required to sign a waiver, waiving any legal rights if they, in fact, catch uh, the coronavirus while at, uh, you know, practice or whatever. And uh, so, um, and the fact that University of Houston uh Players, apparently six of them tested positive. So a lot swirling about. I, I think what the take home here is between the NBA and the player conference call, Major League Baseball speaks for itself. What's going on there? Uh, they can't reach agreement. Uh, reopening is not going as smoothly as some might have anticipated now that we're getting into some real nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, John, there's been a few hitches. In other words, players, as you mentioned, will have to sign the waiver. So I believe that they probably checked with the university and, and the lawyers and the college lawyers, and they told them that they could win a case. So they have to sign this waiver to be protected from any liability. I mean, that's the only thing I could gather from, from that, you know, a request by the universities and colleges to have student-athletes sign a waiver. And uh, so that's that's pretty remarkable. I mean, not a good look. From our, <laughs> yeah, is everybody going to sign the waiver? I mean, do you, does everyone feel comfortable putting the signature to that waiver and giving up all liability? Correct, correct. I mean, there's an inherent trust and belief that if things go wrong, you know, and you're playing college sports, especially college football or basketball, the big money sports, that, you know, you're going to be uh, protected, so to speak, for lack of a better word. 
So yeah, again, not a good look at all. And I did hear something interesting on this subject uh, yesterday afternoon, just listening to some sports talk radio, uh, that apparently with freshmen, if you're coming in to begin your freshman year and you're going to practice now or whatever, or this summer, that your mother and father, your legal guardians will need to sign this waiver, which may add a little twist to it. It may not be as much of a slam dunk as it would getting the player to sign, shall we say. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's more than one person, so you, you're going to have to have a vote in the family. Correct. Bingo. If, if they want to sign that, that waiver. And then also, John, consider what about their coaches now, their employees? Do they have to sign a waiver or or that's included already in their uh, contract you know, the head coaches specifically, uh, if something happens to them, are they able to sue the school as an employee? Yeah, and especially, you know, applicable to, you know, older coaches since they're in the vulnerable uh, age range, uh, anywhere up in that 60 and above range, age 60. Uh, so, yeah, does that take on just a bit of a different uh aspect you, you know for older coaches and administrators whatever uh like you said employees uh and you know we saw that topic surface when you know adam silver commissioner of the nba threw out uh the possibility of you know maybe older coaches not being able to coach just a couple weeks ago i think he walked that back <laughs> fairly quickly a lot of pushback but anyway it's the same concept of you know yeah. the vulnerable yeah. most vulnerable audiences and many of them are in college football as assistant coaches or or head coaches right and and John as much as the universities and colleges have to consider the revenue that they would lose if if a game is not being played they're also looking at the negative and in and in a league like the NBA they they know how to make money for certain and but they're also thinking about losing money if one of those older coaches, uh, you know, is in that position to be affected. So uh, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think that's going to play out in the next coming weeks. I mean, nobody can give a solid answer what's going to happen. Imagine if you have a star running back and, you know, coming into the fold and he's a freshman and underage and his family will not sign. Correct. AP, I'm looking right at the uh, crawl on ESPN, and it just says that all the Ohio State players have signed this waiver. <laughs> How's that for timing? And yeah, and- additionally says something to the effect of uh, that there's a belief on the NCAA's part in in demanding these waivers be signed, uh, that it will help the coaches enforce uh, antivirus protection. Um so, hey, it's, you know, it's happening as we speak, um, this waiver. But there you go, AP. I mean, I've been hearing this, too, that most players would sign it, period. Um, but just back to our point about freshmen, I mean, 18 to 20-year-olds, 18 to 22-year-olds look at it a lot different than parents would. Uh, so if, indeed, the freshmen are required <laughs> to get a parent's signature incoming freshman, that could add a different twist. I can't imagine that would be a hundred percent slam dunk, but it's it's tricky. Right, tricky business. Right, yeah, yes, it is, and I think there probably maybe it'll be a few, uh, but I think a few. 
It'll be probably right. in the 90-something percentile that will sign. And I'm speaking of freshmen. And, and then as far as the upper I class, I think that'll be the same. It'll, I, would, I would venture to say it's probably the same percentage, 90-something percent. I wholeheartedly agree. You know, uh, it would be very tough for parents to, you know, not sign the waiver, thereby uh, putting on hold, at least for the moment, their their child's dream of playing college football and and where it may lead hopefully into the nfl what have you so uh again uh tough 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 decisions you know for everyone including the players who are just who do not need parent signature it's just uh it's a big ask i guess is the best way to say it um but we go, but again, just on the ESPN crawl at the bottom of the screen that apparently 100% of Ohio State players have already just signed it. So we'll see, see how that all turns out. But again, it's just back to the original point to start this segment, AP, that this reopening, like you said perfectly, there's a lot of hitches connected with it now that it's, now that we're getting down to the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, John, and I would also be interested in the if if there's a variation in the um, percentage of different sports who choose to sign the waiver. You know, basketball is a different sport than football, and gymnastics is different, and baseball and and soccer and all these all these sports. I wonder if it's going to be around the same percentage that all sign sign this waiver. Yes, I mean. Uh, college football is not the only fall sport, right? <laughs> um, there's a lot of them. No, no. A lot of them. And, yeah, and every sports involved. That's a really good point, AP. You, you know, let's just say the incentives are a little different. Uh, you know, any college athlete playing any sport has dedicated a lot of time to it. Uh, it's bad enough that as we just witnessed in the past few months that many of the spring sports Players never got to, you know, uh, play this spring. And for many of them, of course, they were seniors, so they're never going to get another chance. That's it. To say that their college sports career came to a screeching halt. Uh, and March Madness, of course, is a good example, a high-profile example. That would be an understatement, screeching halt. Uh, dreams were just crushed uh, for the always-to-be-famous class of 2020 at both high school and college level it's not just not just college by the way it's it's also very much high school you know uh and we're talking about you know thousands of young athletes who will never get a chance to play that sport competitively again whatever sport it may be period you know college players who aren't going on to the nfl and high school players who are not you know going to be playing it in college period so a sad, sad ending. And John, did, oh yeah, John, and did you also read, I believe, that this should not affect their scholarship if they choose not to sign? I, I did not I read that. that. Okay, I was not yeah, familiar with that. Yeah, I don't think it that, affects so. their scholarship. So theoretically, if you're a college football player, you do not sign the waiver. You still get the scholarship, but I'm just going to make an assumption, uh, an obvious assumption. You, if you don't sign the waiver, you're not going to be on the team, right? You're not going to be allowed to practice and all that, right? I, I think that's a, yeah, right. a pretty yeah, obvious right. assumption. If you, if, 
<laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I, I, but I think that is uh, what I read uh, early today that it doesn't affect your your scholarship status. So, I mean, maybe you don't sign it at this moment. Maybe you, you know, you, you wait. You wait a couple of months and just keep training somewhere somehow uh, and become eligible. But I mean, coaches aren't going to like that, I'm sure. But they're trying to. You try, you're trying to be as protective and inclusive as you can. I mean, it's it's a very complicated situation and a delicate situation. I mean, how could you force somebody who's not confident that they won't uh, get the COVID-19 and their life will be jeopardized? I mean, so if, I, I think that's the situation right now. It doesn't jeopardize your scholarship. Well, that would be good, AP, you know, and I mean, given – what just happened at the University of Houston, apparently six players tested positive and they have, I believe, stopped uh, whatever activities they had going on with the football team as a result of that. You know, Texas and a few other states, uh, specifically Florida and Arizona, uh, big time college football states, uh, you know, they're all and many other states are, are in surges, certainly spikes, if not surges right now. So what you're saying really makes a lot of sense that you could basically just hold off and and see where we are when college football official practices resume in I'm guessing what first second week of August correct well I, I think John that they're you know they're they have these in, these voluntary sessions right now right and, voluntary, and I think keyword. it's somewhere in the middle of July that you're gonna start to have um, the coaches come back, I think. So it's even okay. earlier than that, John. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not too far away, probably, you know, within the month here, about a month away. So okay, well, a month can make a big difference. Time to, right. Yeah. You still have some time to make a decision. Correct. I mean, that might be sort of the, uh, the safe bet, but you know, when you're a college football player or a college athlete of any sort, I mean, you want to please your coaches. You want playing time on and on. It's obvious. So nobody's necessarily looking to make waves um, with an entire, you know, especially whether it's a upperclassman looking to go into the NFL or a younger player looking to, you know, make his name and have a good college career. So it is really, really tricky stuff. And, you know, again, <laughs> all athletes are taught to respect and want to please their coaches. Um, so uh, choosing to, you know, sit, wait a month to, before signing a waiver, you know, there would, they would, any athlete would be concerned about how that's going to go over. So, so many angles. Yeah, absolutely, John. So, and like I say, th these coaches, it's, it's a very, very challenging time for them with all the social unrest and the virus combined. I mean, it's, it's like hurricanes from two directions. Absolutely. You, know, you, just, no, it's... you know, you're just tr trying to navigate your way and survive. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like, you know, we waited for a reopening and then plans are put forth. And certainly even a week ago, AP, there was a whole lot of optimism. Um, and now all of a sudden, again, I'll just repeat it again, you know, now that we're into like, the nitty-gritty uh, of actually making it happen, 
it's a lot of issues are popping up, obviously. And AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our first segment. Uh, we still have a lot of things to get to, so why don't we do so on the other side? Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we were talking about the difficulties associated with reopening sports in general, but specifically college football. Uh, but there's also more news on the college sports front, which is, uh, of course, the the image and likeness uh, situation. And there was more news on that yet this past week. Again, we've talked about it the last few shows, and uh, it continues to be a hot topic, right? 
Oh, absolutely, John. The name, image, and likeness, that's something that's probably going to happen, I would say, with certainty during the 2021-22 academic calendar year. And California was the forerunner as far as promoting that on a statewide basis. And in Florida, I think the governor just signed something that said they're going to have something. You're going to be able to do that by next summer. Uh, but Mark Ember, the president of the NCA, he's kind of deferring to Congress to come up with some ideas because, as I said many, many times, and I just can't say it enough, it's going to be like the Wild West. How do you preserve that uh, competitive balance? Um, you know, the Power Five schools always have an advantage because they have access to so much money and influential alumni. And, and uh, so, but it seems to me that strategically, the NCA is is coming forth with this gesture to reach out to the to Congress. So they'll be covered. In other words, if Congress comes up with this idea, there's probably no way we can be sued or something will happen to just put us in another bind. Uh, Mark Emmer, he hasn't really answered some of the tougher questions about what he has on his mind and what they have on their mind through their various committees. I mean, they gave you a, a snippet uh, idea of what might occur, but they're really hedging their bet by going to Congress. And I've always told people, John, in life, if if some association does not take care of the issues, the Congress will get involved. And it's, and this has happened. And, you know, this has been going on for half a century or more, trying to see if they can pay players and people wanting to pay players and players wanted to be paid and, and fans and alumni wanted to pay players. And uh, so now it's here. It's, it's, it's one year away, John. Something's going to happen. Yes, and AP, if, if the pandemic and the social unrest, two massive issues were not occurring at this point in time, and of course in recent weeks in the past few months, this story would be the talk of the town, just absolutely massive in and of itself. It's a gigantic story, and it's simply you know falling behind other bigger stories that's affecting all of our lives. But you cannot overstate the size of this topic. But again, it's just right now being completely drowned out with you know, you know other topics, oh. obviously, that are affecting all of our lives to a gigantic degree. Yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, yeah, John. And, and, and not only uh, you know, you're going you're gonna to have these contracts and endorsements with student-athletes, but agents are going to be involved to some degree. I mean... I don't know how they're going to coexist. I just don't. Because once you have an agent and, and they're strategizing and uh, thinking for you, it doesn't only extend to the endorsements and the advertisements. It gets into your health, I believe, as well. Oh, yeah. You know, obviously, they'll be negotiating. And AP, you know, and I think that's where we get back a little bit to the legal thing. It's just, I mean... The quote agent industry to say it would just double, if not triple, in size because there's that many college football athletes, not not football, college athletes out there who could all, to some degree or another, you know, seek representation. They'd be crazy not to. So I, I think you know uh, the expansion of the number of agents in America could be exponential 
on the assumption that this passes because, again, you and I have talked about this in recent weeks. You know, we're not just talking college football and basketball by any means. We're talking about, you, you know, as an example, stated before, right up here in the Northeast where, you know, hockey is so gigantic, a niche sport, so to speak, and here in Minnesota are the two hotbeds in America, among others. But, yeah, I, I mean, where, you know, I, I could just use my little town where, you know, kids have, we have a good hockey program. They've gone on to play at Boston College and whatnot. Many players from BC or Boston University or Harvard or Northeastern, you know, a fair amount go on to the NHL. But you could just talk about the kid who just graduated from my local high school, goes up the street to a Boston college, which is, again, prominently covered up here. And, you, you know, there could be a local business would want to use his likeness simply because he's moved from high school on to college. And it's high profile here. And you just multiply that times thousands. Um, whether it's wrestling at Penn State, you know, whatever. There's various pockets of sports, popular sports throughout the country where these kids could be approached by local businesses, you know, who knew them from their high school days wanting to, quote, use their image and likeness, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, John, here was another thing I was, I was uh, thinking about concerning the agents. Will they restrict, let's say, if you're an NFL agent or NBA agent um, or baseball agent, will they restrict you from not being involved with a college athlete and or – can you have any lawyer represent you? Does it have to be from that group, those groups? Right, right. Well, that's a good point. And it kind of goes a little bit back to my point, AP, where I was just thinking when I said their number of agents could increase exponentially. And what I meant by that was, <laughs> yeah. that there was this would be a new cottage industry, meaning agents, you know, specializing in uh, in representing quote, amateur athletes, college yeah, athletes. I mean, and, you know, and let's not forget, by the way, you know, to state the obvious, there would be a lot of college athletes having friends, roommates, fellow collegians, going to law school, yes. taking sports business yes. management courses, majors, whatever, who would like be, yeah, I'll represent you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds a bit I mean, extreme, but not really. That's the way life works. No, I'll give you a classic example. I mean, Jimmy Sexton was a friend of Reggie White at the University of Tennessee. That's how I became an agent. Oh, wow. And he's a big name. I did not know that. But he's not a, a, Yeah, he's not a lawyer. As far as I know, he's not a lawyer either. Right. Yes. You do not need to be a lawyer to be an agent. That's for sure. Um. So yeah, it's. Uh, I, I assume that's true, right? I, I, you don't need to be a lawyer to be an agent. As far as I know, you have to just. Yeah, yeah, you have to pass yeah. the test. As far as right, I know, you have to be certified yeah. to a degree of some sort. Right. But I don't think a law degree is required. Uh, and Jimmy Sexton, we're talking one of the, you know, top ten or twenty names in the sports agent business. And in, in my mind, I, I know the name, recognize the name immediately. Right. Out of Memphis, yeah, he's Nick Saban's agent. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think that kind of says it all. 
Reggie White and Nick Saban. And many other coaches. Good, uh, client list. Yeah, ma- many other coaches. Yeah, many other uh, big big time coaches. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So again, AP, it's just uh, you know it goes on and on. You can't uh, you can't predict how big this could become um, because we could just be talking such a massive number of college athletes in all sports. Um, so yeah, we shall see again. I'll just go back to the point we were discussing a few minutes ago. If it weren't for the pandemic and the social unrest, Black Lives Matter that's occurring and sweeping across America, uh, you know, this would be topic A in sports, quite possibly. Uh, (laughs) But right now, it's a clear number three for any off-field topics. And there's a big question if it's even number three. But one of these days, it's really going to get big. And now you said... As you said, what started the discussion, AP, now we're talking Mark Emmert, uh, you know, going, potentially going to Congress with this, you know, so we, it'll be interesting to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait, John, until it all occurs and, and you see the, the dollars involved with, let's say, some, some of these star quarterbacks and All-American players at, at the major schools, and then I'm also interested at the second level type player. Maybe he's a starter. Maybe not an All-American. You know, maybe right. even not an All-Conference player. Will they be reaping some of the benefits as well? And then, and I'm also interested in, in the different teams: the men's basketball, the women's basketball at, at schools that sell out the arenas, the gymnastics team, the baseball team, the softball team that sell out, a, a great track and field star. Uh, Swimmers, uh, I mean, there, there's there's apparel for swimmers that is popular. I'm sure uh, every single sport there's going to be somebody who's a superstar in that sport. Absolutely, this is where many Olympians where they were there, you know, first noticed and on put on the you know Olympic radar, shall we say, is you know their performances in college. Uh, Well, AP, here we are at the end of our second segment together, so why don't we take our final break? Still have a few more topics to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, 
self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham. Veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is Return to Sports on ESPN tonight at 9 p.m. Where Mike Greenberg of GetUp will be hosting six commissioners to discuss, obviously, the return of sports. Uh, It's an ESPN special. Should be well worth viewing. It's virtual vet event. And, uh, yeah, all the big-name commissioners are going to be there. Um, football, basketball, hockey, and uh, baseball, and soccer as well, uh, and perhaps a few others. So, AP, if it, it, it could be interesting to see what Commissioner Rob Manford of Major League Baseball might have to say. He could be on the hot seat given... As I talked about in the first segment, baseball is uh, negotiations have broken down and the Players Association demanded the owners give them their schedule, uh, which is going to be approximately 50 games. It was agreed upon in March that the commissioner had the power if, if negotiations broke down, which they have, to implement a 50-game season or thereabouts. So, AP, what do you think? It's not a good look for baseball, that's for sure. No, um, I guess I always have it in the recess of my mind, John. This is a sport that canceled the World Series, not over a war, not over a virus, but they couldn't agree on the billions of dollars. Correct. And I, I just, that that has never left my mind. I mean, that's, I mean, that that's really kind of a, a mortal sin, if you will. I agree. Where everybody's everybody's healthy. You have the finances. You have the money. You have the people who 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 want to watch your sport. And you know you have the World Series. It's one of the great spectacles in the history of you know America. World Series. Absolutely. It was the, the you know the top sport before football overcame it. The last couple of decades, and um, so. 
it, it's it's a sad situation when you have billionaires fighting with millionaires. That's it, AP. It's sad and makes a lot of people mad. And worse yet, I've noticed, uh, you know, there's a lot of apathy out there. Uh, and there's nothing worse than apathy. Apathy is actually worse than anger. I feel in that people are just now, they're disgusted, they're sick of it. They're past anger and now they don't even care and they're not, and they're tuning out baseball. And what that means in the long run, AP, is they're probably going to tune it out. They're, they're probably not going to tune in when the games are on. I'll say one thing, you know, 50 games means every game will be kind of meaningful. It's almost like, you know, in a normal season where you'd fast forward to be in August where the, the you know, last yes. two months of the season where the games are meaningful. So in that regard, it's good. You know, I mean, we do sports for a living, you and I. So, I mean, yeah, I'll tune in, you know, but it's right. uh, for now, I, I have no interest in the story. I'm almost like the players AP, you know, let me know when a game's going to be played. In the meantime, I'm really, you know, tuning out the story to a large right. degree, yeah. at least as a fan, so to speak, not right. as a journalist. Oh, yeah. And, John, they missed a golden opportunity. If they had everything in order, they could have been playing baseball and had the total, uh, you know, audience of, of the United States and around the world watching their game. Right. I mean, they have. Because football's not played till later. Basketball yep. was still trying to organize. And baseball could have had total command of the television and uh, world and and, and the ways that you can watch a game. And, John, the audience is getting older. Did I read something? Is it 50% of the people who watch baseball or something, some degree are over 57? Or yes. did I read something like that? So 100% it, true. Your, your younger audience, you're losing it. You really are. The demographics, you know, millennials in their 20s, just not interested in the pace of baseball or watching it. AP, I'll just give you an example. You know, one of the best, like, Although they get really low attendance, the Tampa Bay Rays, obviously in Florida, with where you have an, you know, a significant senior population, they do really well on like TV ratings, even radio, right. because older people yeah. who grew up with baseball loving it, uh, still, you know, they it's like their elevator music of their lives. My, you know, yes. they like to have it on yes. the background well with radio, TV. And so Tampa Bay Rays, who, who basically have a major attendance problem, have great numbers when it comes to viewership and listenership. So there you <laughs> have it. But you're, you're just completely right about millennials have lost patience with it. And yeah, AP, it's uh, – and you make such a good point. Like, yeah, they – it seems like a long time ago that it looked like they were going to literally have their first games on July 4th, which would have been obviously so perfect, so American. And they would have owned, owned for minimum, at minimum July and then theoretically carry that momentum into, you know, August, September, when they would have been potentially facing, you know, restarts from the NBA and the NHL and NFL getting going with preseason, potentially. But they would have, so they could have carried the momentum now. They're going to start their season head to head with potentially all three of those sports, not to mention soccer, which apparently is going to be played down in Disney World. Um, oh, wow. 
Breaking news in our last two minutes. Ezekiel Elliott tests positive for coronavirus. And a point you mentioned uh, off air, we hadn't got to, so I'll get to it now. Players for both the Cowboys and the Texans have tested positive. As we know, Texas has been a hot spot. Mentioned that already today in the show. University of Houston players. So, wow, that's a wow, AP. That is, that's a big name. Big name in, big name. Uh, in the NFL. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, like I say, maybe it's best that he's, well, he's, they're professionals, so they, they go home. But college athletes, if they're on campus, they're probably getting the best care available. But a professional player, he obviously was around somebody, and he's, he's now infected with coronavirus. Yes, and AP, we're under a minute, hard to believe, but I guess we can just close it out by saying the theme of our show to a large degree has been this reopening is proving harder than expected, and I think that story says it all right there. Ezekiel Elliott just announced test positive. So, AP, uh, food for thought until we get into until we do our next show next Monday. But thank you for joining us. Hey, it's my pleasure, John. Thank you so much for having me on your show. All right, and thanks again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.